Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapults Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapults Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. So today I have a treat, and here's the deal. I don't use the phrase coach lightly. You have heard me share this before on the show that I use the phrase coach as a sign of respect. And I know there's a business out there booming of people who are coaches, health coaches, financial coaches, wellness coaches. And I treat the word coach with such respect. And it's mostly because of how it was raised. Today's guest is not only a phenomenal coach, both in life, business, but in athletics. And he was my own personal coach. So I'm super excited to introduce my guest, right? He's been building champions while pursuing championships. It's who defines coach Victor Santa Cruz style. Now, before joining Iron Coaching to share his leadership expertise and passion for helping others achieve their goals, he had a successful uh, career in collegiate football and has earned him coach of the year honor five times. Now, Victor aims to help his clients master the skill of cultivating winning. He's fanatical about developing champions and developing individuals who strive to lead themselves, uh, as well as group, as well as a group of diverse individuals who count on them. So in the world of leadership and building your organization, there isn't many people out better than Coach Victor Santa Cruz to develop that leader within you and within your organization. Coach Santa Cruz, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anthony. Man, it is a it is an honor to be here, and I appreciate all your gracious words, and um, I can't wait to dive in with you and just let's go build some champions, man. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here. So, uh, one, Coach, I love, I love hearing that you have taken everything you've taught, learned in the football field, and are now applying it to business. But for people who are new to you and new and new to, to your, your venture here with Iron Coaching, can you give us a high level background of where you spent? Let's, I, I mean, I, I graduated college. Oh, my goodness. Let's just go the past 20 plus years. Coach, give us a little background on, on where you've been and what brought you to where you're at today. Are you trying to date me, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> I think I dated myself as well. <laughs> Oh, man, I tell you, what a journey. What a journey this has been. Um, I tell you, you know, I've been I did uh, coach football for 26 years and um, I've been I was a head coach for 14 years. You've been on Division one level, NAI level, Division two level, all the different levels. But what I found was this stuff, the mainstay in all of that, I don't care what the level is or no matter where in the country was, it was it was a human performance business. And that's what this comes down to. The scoreboard showed results, but the common denominator is just human beings working together and we're working together to put together a phenomenal product, a championship product. And in college football, you know, I kind of learned it a little bit of a hard way in that uh, my first my first few years as a, as a college head football coach. Um, I wasn't very good, Anthony. And so my apologies now that you were in that regime <laughs> because, uh, and, and I, and I have the record to prove it at that point. But I remember in 2000, at the end of the 2009 season, 
I went in for that end of the year interview with your athletic director and um, my athletic director sits me down and I'm across the table from him and he slides a, a pile of papers across to me and I'm, and he goes, do you know what this is? And I said, uh, no, he goes, I printed out all the emails of the alumni that want you fired. And I was like, Oh, Oh man. I tell you, Anthony, that's like, you know, my heart, I want to build champions when I pursue championships. And he said, listen, here's the thing. I think you're on the right path, but you got to tell me, we got to fix this. And so I went on a journey to say, you know what? Building a champion is not just about emotion and energy. Success is not about emotion and just like putting the hard fundamentals of process to work. And that's what we were set forth to do. And it's kind of the premise of who I am today. You know, I, I got to say this, Coach. Not many people handle that type of adversity really well. I want to I want to peel something back. You, you talk about uh, building champions while building championships. And you I know you've been published on emotional intelligence in athletics and, and have truly built this program. But the core of who you are is because you've been able to overcome things of adversity. So listen to this Catapult Commissions family. Coach Santa Cruz is coaching at the collegiate level. He's the head coach. He goes in for his annual employee review. We all have them. His leadership team says, here is everybody who wants to get rid of you and who wants to fire you. They don't want you here anymore. How do you go home? Like, how do you feel personally, emotionally, mentally? And how did you bounce back from that? Because right now, there's entrepreneurs and salespeople listening right now that got that message today, got that message yesterday, are trying to bounce back themselves. How did you do it? All right. So I, that, that is a great question. Um, and it's a lot about what I do now. But it starts by this. It's, it's you start, you once you own it, you own it. And, 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 you know, up to that time, Anthony, I had, I had fired people. I had hired people. I had blamed people. Uh, I had tried to say, well, th this is why the market was this way. And, and you know what, when, you, when you're left there at having basically pulled all these levers of excuses, all you have is a man in the mirror to look at. And I had to own it. And so the first thing for foremost is just own the moment. And what's the moment is once you own it and it, it almost, you're able to say, okay, now I'm going to move forward. So I said this, I'm a leader. I'm trying to achieve. I, I want to win a national championship. I don't want to just win. I want to win big. Um, and I want to help my team win, but I was getting in the way. So what's the common denominator of all that? I could, it was me. I had to start to learn to lead myself. So it's really what I've delved off into out of that birth, this whole program called Leadership U, Y-O-U. You know, first of all, you got to learn to be self-aware. All right. And, and, and then you, the O is you got to be in tune with others. And then U is you got to operate with strategic understanding. And that became the premise of everything we went forward in our program. And, and, and thankfully, the team, the, 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 the coaching staff, they bought in because I took ownership of it all and said, I'm going to change and I'm going to dive into everything that makes better. I'm going to put together the, 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 the high performing playbook of leading me first and everything else starts to follow. You know, it's not many people can take that criticism and look at it and say, I'm going to own it. So I appreciate you sharing how we just have to own it. We own when we make mistakes. We own when performance isn't there. And if you're a business owner listening to this right now, let's be honest, 
business owner success isn't straight up. It's peaks, valleys, turns. Every time you think something's going great, something's going to hit you in the face. And sometimes it's at our fault. Sometimes it's out of our control. But you as the owner or the entrepreneur or the leader, someone's going to take this by the horns. And so what you're saying is, hey, I just had to take this as I accept it. I own the results and we're going to go get better. So the framework, leadership, you, which is why you, you start with yourself. So you train your self-awareness. When someone wants to train their self-awareness, what does that process look like? Is this, is this superficial? Like my, my self-awareness of what my family and friends are telling me, is this internal? Like, how do I identify my own self-awareness and what am I looking for in this process? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a lot of what, um, you know, the, the company I work for, Iron Coaching right now, that I rep their firm is just uh, the owner, Pat Versado. After that meeting with my athletic director, I went and called Pat. Pat was a longtime friend of mine, used to be a board member of mine when I was uh, when I was a director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in San Diego. Um, I said, Pat, this just happened. And I was doing my master's degree at the same time of organizational leadership. And it was a perfect storm of opportunity for me to be able to say, Pat, how do I be, what, what's the issue? What's going on? It's the man in the mirror. I know. He says, well, let me take you through an assessment, a training program to help you become self-aware. And what I didn't realize, Anthony, was that my style was command and control, you would say. And I kind of grew up, my dad was in the Marine Corps for 24 years. I grew up on a lot of different bases. I traveled. I, you know, you, you, you basically replicate what's been modeled for you. And not only was my uh, growing up around a military style of of, uh, structure, but I was also led by football coaches in the past that were all Newt Rockney kind of uh, Vince Lombardi styles. You know, you just said, hey, tough it up and go. And you know what? When you're in the leadership uh, position, nothing really qualifies you for leadership other than going through leadership, having to do the leadership. You know, your, your, your performance of a coordinator or whatever, a lower level manager, you get up to sales manager, that's a completely different seat. So I had to understand that what was happening is learning how to become self-aware. It takes some training and awareness. And which we do a lot. And what I'm really passionate about is that you're going to have to take a dive and say, okay, what assessments are we using? How are we, how are we going to analyze ourselves? And I, what I took away from it was my command and control, which I was comfortable with and I could operate in. It was actually sending other people into what we call, um, secondhand conflict. I would, and let me, let me kind of back up and help you understand what that is. In 2009, earlier that season, we went out and played Carroll College. Carroll College is up in Montana and we had prepared well. I mean, we worked hard all summer. The playbooks are, are, are perfect. We go out and we, I mean, the hardest we've ever done. We go into that first quarter and we're getting our butt kicked right away. So what do I do? Oh, come on, guys. And I do the coaching thing on the sideline that everybody will say, that's what coaches do. Little do I know, my team goes, because what they were interpreting from me was lack of confidence, lack of control, and they started running to their own self-preservation. So in all of that, what I had to learn is like, I have to be able to be the energy for my team. And that was, it wasn't about me, it's about them. And I needed to be the energy for them. You know, it's that example right there, coach. I love that example because that example in sports where the coach goes and and like just goes on the team, right? Lack of performance, not doing well, 
whatever the situation may be. In business, don't get me wrong, we want to do the same thing. Like, there's times where things don't go well, and you're like, you want to have that knee-jerk reaction. It's, it's, it's pretty common to want to respond that way. But I, I appreciate how you shared it. Your team shut down. And in, in, in the corporate world, your team shuts down just the same way. So, so you say, okay, hey, we're not going to, we're not going to, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to make this pivot. I'm going to make this change. And so let's, let's go to the O in this situation, the others, right? So at this point in time, right, under leadership, you, the others are your athletes that are working with you. So now you want to get in tune with, with them. Let's think about this through the perspective of what you did with your athletes and how does that apply to me, the business owner? I have a small team, 20 employees, six salespeople. How do I get in tune with those in my organization? And, and, and I'll share with you right now, Coach. One of my own clients I'm working with right now has gone through a recent restructuring where a couple, there's been some major changes. And the whole conversation has been, okay, we have to be in alignment with what I shared, in alignment with everybody in your organization. So that's really similar to what you're saying is, hey, let's be in tune with others. How does someone do that? Yeah, so that's a great question, and here's what we did. Um, because I understood, okay, this is me right now. I need to make sure I got, assess myself well. And uh, what, what we've learned from the neuroscience, Anthony, is that there are seven motivational value systems. So what does that mean? What's that? that the, the root underneath, how are they motivated? All right, so for me, I'm really motivated by action and results. Okay, well, that's one motivation. That's one filter. All right. And other people can be, okay, the real process oriented or real people oriented. All right. And then they'll say, well, hey, there's a combination of people and process. There's a combination of action and people. There's a combination of process and action. And then there's a combination of motivation that's called just really option oriented. That's seven motivational biases. Hey, guess what? When conflict happens, now it even changes more. People change in conflict. So how do we tune? You got to assess it. You got to train it. It's like this: when you you played college football, you remember all those those tests we would have you early on. We're gonna start the we're gonna start the whole season off. Hey, let's test your forty. Let's test your bench press. Let's test your vertical. Change the direction. Let's watch your film. We're assessing you. Here's what baffles me: how many people are hiring other people? And they don't watch the tape or get to know their athlete. All they do is they look at a resume and then they say to themselves, great, come on, give us the same production. Well, that's not how it works. You've got to get them aligned, like he said. Well, first of all, let's align how we communicate. How do I translate information versus you? I, I say this to a lot of people, a lot of leaders. I said, do you want to be right or do you want to be heard? And they said, what do you mean by that? It's like, well, you can sit on the podium all day long and say, I'm right. Here's the data. Here's this. You know what? There's a winning loss. Okay, great. But all I'm hearing is just a, whoa, 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 I'm bad. All right. Or I want to separate myself. That neuroscience tells people we try to, we try to move away from threats. Well, you're throwing out information that's making me feel like, oh gosh, I might lose my job, whatever. And you shut me down. So I'm not being heard. So, but if I can now change, take the same information using maybe, hey, how did we get here? Or I translate it to somebody to say, you know what? Say they're people motivated. Hey, you know what? The people are really losing out because we're not hitting this feature of our product. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't want that to happen. You know, so I'm just changing. You got to know the different motivational styles of people. And in doing that, if especially if you have a team of six, 12, it's worth it to dive into the investment of getting to know them and being in tune with them. Because as a leader, 
it didn't matter about me running out of a tunnel and say, hey, look at me, I'm the leader. It's like, you know what? It cares about the people in the field and how they perform. So that's where the real results get done. Uh, you know, there's this investment into others and being in tune with people. I, I The analogy you use, we hire people based on a resume. And then, you know, let, let's, let's take it a level higher, right? There's, there's some companies that look at a resume and then they do like a little personality assessment. Just pick one of them, Myers-Briggs, and they're like, okay, this is the right fit. I issue you a statement of employment. I bring you on my team. And now I'm hoping that it works out. And your approach of saying, hey, let me be in tune with others. It's almost like the moment I said yes to you to come work with me, I myself, from what I'm hearing what you say, coach, I myself as a leader, I need to make that mental and emotional investment to get to know you right away as fast as possible and, and ensure that we're in alignment with what we're looking for. Is that kind of the approach from, from a business standpoint? Absolutely. All right. And, and let's go back to athletics. All right. Let's use that resume. So, Anthony, you were a great athlete, you know, and it's like, okay, let's just say you ran a four five forty at that time. All right. And I recruit you. I see you on film and you're big, you're strong, you're doing all these things. I want that on my team. Well, guess what? I'm not going to get that four five forty right away. I'm not going to get that, 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 all that strength right away because no matter what, it's kind of like a J curve. All right. And I often use this when an eagle, an eaglet, is going to leave a uh, nest, it wants to leave. It's ready to leave. It's feeling like it's leaving. It's like taking a job. But once it leaves the nest, most of them, boom, there's a drop off. Now, here's the thing. A lot of, hey, don't mean to get morbid. Some of them pass away. They don't make it. But a, And same like a lot of our employees don't make it early on. But here's the deal. The mama eagle, uh, mama eagle would go down and take care of it, take care of it. And sooner or later, the strength happens. And guess what? It starts to take itself and the wings, it starts to catch wind. And now it's goes to a higher branch and it's going. Here's the thing I see with business leaders. They want that high caliber resume right away. Then what is it, what happens? They don't understand the process. They don't know how to coach through situational leadership. What I do is I train people to say, hey, you want that high performing, high performance? train it take it through get get it through. it's going to have a little bit of dive because it's getting used to its whole awareness of everything um it, it's called social coherence you take a job with somebody anthony you don't even know where the bathroom is you know that's high stress you have the talent but it's one of those things you got you said you gotta as a leader take ownership of your people and get in tune with them instead a lot of people say hey you get in line with me it's like yes they want to they obviously had that but what's your process of getting to know them and help them feel like, yeah, this is a place that supports you, is a place that trusts you, and we're going to help you accomplish a job? Oh, Coach, I love where you're going with this because that investment you make into people, I, 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 I want to respond on that in two ways, one in athletics and one in business. So in athletics, that investment you give into people. Earlier you started the show and you said, hey, I wasn't a good football coach, have the record to prove it, things weren't going well, right? I, I played with you in, during that, that phase when you came from coordinator to transition to head coach. I'll tell you what, coach, right now, I'm 39 years old, close to 40, and I look at my life and I'm like, man, my time with you is some of the best time of my life. And the lessons I've learned because you made the investment to me, I, like, I, I, mean, I, still, I still make statements to my, my daughter. She's like, I hate five minutes early, five minutes late. I'm like, yeah, well, coach used to tell me that. I'm just, You're not five minutes early, you're five minutes late. Like just these little one-liners, you look at your life. I tell my daughter all the time, we're going to leave a place better than it was when we found it. Like just little things you learn, right? But all the investments you you make in people, they develop over time. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I did knucklehead things in growing up, but I look at who I am. I'm like, man, that, that investment, in my opinion, coach, to me, in my development has paid off. And I look at that in business. Everybody wants that high stellar resume to come work with them. But if you make that investment, you train, you develop that person. You have the most loyal employee you're ever going to get because you genuinely have changed my life, which is why if we just, if we change the word from business owner, business entrepreneur, sales leader, or whatever, and you just say, Hey, I'm going to be a coach, a developer of people. That person that you develop is always going to come back to you. They're always going to look to you for guidance. They're always going to look to you. And majority of the time or not, they're going to stay working with you. So like the investment in people, it pays dividends. And I, I wish more business leaders took that approach of, of being in tune with those around them. Yeah. Well, I, I'll even add one more to that. All right. This is, um, this is a study that came out of the, from the, and Simon Sinek, he presented this. So I, I'm going to attribute to him is that with the Navy SEALs, uh, he asked them, it was SEAL Team tick Six, how do you pick those people who are going to go in the field with you? And he put a, he, he, he put a little, he got on one side, he's measuring tactics, the other side, measuring trust. And they said, we would rather have people that are higher in trust than higher in skill set because the trust person, we can count on them when it all goes, when it all goes awry. And I think about that, you, you're mentioned right there. When, when, a, when a leader invests in a really good employee and you get that high trust, you, there isn't a problem you can't solve. But sometimes you bring in the high performer, and you've seen this in college athletics. It's that high-performing five-star, and they're just all about themselves. They don't want to cooperate with a team. And guess what? Dysfunction just happens. And what, what I've tried to tell people this, when I go in and I work with them, is like, let's look at first try to remove the dysfunction from the team. All right? Let's move the defects from the team. You know, And if we do that, watch how more profitable you're going to be. Instead of us making a reach goal of whatever a sale, let's just first go, let's take the deep dive and say, let's get rid of the defects. And that often happens when, well, these relationships, they, they, they're in constant conflict. They're not sharing information. Um, you think about this, if you're, if you're out in the field and you're in sales and you're working with an inside sales rep, what if that inside sales rep is just feeling like, gosh, every time this person calls, they're just berating on me and, and they're like, it's all about the sales. We all get that. We know we want to win. If we're in sales, we get it. But you know what? It's about solving issues together. So I always tell people, you better learn to team up if you want to level up. And teaming up, it means you need to be in tune with others. Now, think about that phone call, about that example, that inside salesperson that you really trust. And you're, an out, so you're out in the field and you give them something to do. And you know they're going to get it done. Now, who benefits? The customer. And when the customers benefit, Man, we all win. It showed up for us. You know, you mentioned those five times the coach of the year. All that was was that our team was performing well, that results were happening because we were teaming up well. Mm. Yeah, this, this investment in others and, and the, the analogy you use in sales, right? You, you do it, people show up, you get the five-time year. I think about business owners and sales professionals that may not get a yes the first time they try to sell something. Right. So you think of this complex uh, process or a service based provider. I have made it my mission and I've shared it on the show. And if you've been, if you're, if this is your first time listening to the show, you're going to hear it. If you're a, a frequent visitor, it's never no forever. Right. It's just no at this point in time. But if I can cultivate, develop, still 
give you something of value, there is an opportunity for me to still do business with you. And it may not be now. It may not be next year. It may not be for 10 years. But at the end of the day, I want to be in tune with the people who are potentially wanting to do business with me. So for you, Catapult Commission family, if you're a salesperson, right, the leadership you principles, from what I'm hearing what Coach is saying, just not in business, but just generally, like in anybody you interact with in life, specifically, or think about just sales in general. People want to work with you because you listen. Like, that's it. And, and being in tune with others is the key to listening. Uh, so I, I love I love the O, Coach. I love the leadership. You Let's talk the understanding. So when you mention strategic understanding, I think about businesses that are pivoting right now. I'm not a political show, so I'm not going to go down the road, but let's just say in the world of economics right now, there's a lot of unknown variables, right? Who wins the presidential election? What's happening to the economy? This, that, this, that. And the people are constantly saying, how is this going to impact my business? I may have to make a pivot. I may have to make some changes. Part of leadership, you, is yourself, others, and understanding. Where does the understanding fall into place? Let's just say just in general. And then in times right now where there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk in general right now first about really strategic understanding. All right. When, when we as business leaders are trying to work and navigate the future. All right. You're trying to navigate. First, I had, to, I had to do this. Think about halftime. All right. And I just posted this on LinkedIn. I would go into a halftime and I would go into the team. And whether the first half was bad or good, I had to create some context for them to help them understand, but I need to know my team so that I could create that context for them because a second half is going to happen. And, and, and if we had a great first half, I want them to know that that's ancient history. We might as well be speaking about ancient Mesopotamia. There's nothing we can do about it now. But so I wanted to say, but here, let me tell you, I had a real people oriented team. I said, guys, we need each other right now going to this next half. Here's, they're going to make their adjustments. This is what's going to happen. And then we'd go and operate. So as a leader, you're always setting the tone for your group and you got to know your team to set, to set the understanding for them. All right. But I'm going to take it, let's take it to a more micro level. This is where strategic understanding happens. And it really, if you're talking about sales, um, this is where it can ha- help you because as we're going into a very uh, unknown time, and, and let's just be honest, it's, there's so many factors in play that it's like the, the, we're going into some rough oceans. But, I, but, but strategic understanding has two sides of it. One, your own self, keeping yourself out of stress, out of conflict. There's three stages of conflict that we know in the neuroscience, all right? First stage is productive, where you're thinking about yourself, the problem, and others, all right? We're just trying to solve the problem together. As it goes deeper, then, and if you go deeper in conflict, all you're thinking about is yourself and the problem. Now, when you, if it doesn't get solved then, now you go even further. This is bad conflict, is where all you're thinking about is yourself. So what did we lose? We lost the problem and we lost others. And this is where leaders right now need to understand is that, listen, you need to manage conflict well, stress well, because I say this, the opportunity at hand is going to be for those that just see this next chapter as another chapter of navigate. It's just another chessboard. It's all it is. All right. But if we allow ourselves as business leaders to say, I'm in conflict, I don't know how to manage myself well, I don't know how to lead myself well, it's going to get very disruptive. But there will be opportunities for those that know how to pivot. All right. And there'll be a lot of opportunities. Now, let me take it even another example. 
I say this to one of my clients I'm working with. All right. And I, and he's, a, he's in the mortgage industry. I said, okay, the mortgage, the leads have kind of dropped off. I said, so how, how valuable is every lead? He goes, oh, exponentially more valuable. You want to pull that thing through. So when it comes to working with that person, I said, listen, you need to know who that other person is on the other side. So with saying this, there's a little example I call kind of the window of trust. You know, you and I have driven through some bad neighborhoods before, you know, and so when you're going through the bad neighborhoods, are your windows down or your windows up? <laughs> yeah, they're up. They're definitely they're up. up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so but as you get to a trusting neighborhood, a place that you really know well and you feel comfortable, that window can be down. You got the elbow out, man. You're driving a little bit like this now, right? You're feeling pretty good. <laughs> so that window of trust is like that lead. Okay. They're stepping out and they're, and they're calling that cold call. Maybe they say, I'll take it. The window's really high though. All right. They, you're that thing. I'm not, I rolled down a little bit to ask you, Hey, uh, can you give me directions real quick? But as the trust level goes up, the window goes down. I'm rolling. I know we don't have, we're rolling down anymore. I'm old. Okay. Yeah. Hit the button. It's going down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the window down? So I had a, I had a recruit. We were, we were trying to recruit this really, uh, really good running back. His name was Ryan and Ryan, man, had a, he was a, he was a transfer from a really good school. And we said, you know, we wanted to get into our place. Um, and, and so in all my training, I known about that. I was able to listen to the styles of the motivations and I realized I know my style is more of a, of a command and control, action-oriented, uh, all right? um, but I'm listening to others, Ryan's style. Ryan is asking a lot of questions, which I'm like going, man, he's probably a uh, real analytical guy, and he's looking for space. So I'm on one. I thought we closed the deal, and he said, Coach, can I ask a few questions? I go, sure. And I had an appointment in 15 minutes. And I'm like, great. Okay, so I'm trying to, okay, let's go. Come on. I want to hurry this thing on. Because in my style, I'm like, let's go. It's yeah. done. He kept asking questions and he kept asking questions. And it's like, oh, remember my training. He is now analytical. So I want to operate with strategic understanding to serve Ryan and wherever his window of trust was. So I said, Brian, ask me more questions. Then about a half hour later, he's still asking questions. And the mom's getting on the phone. And I'm like, okay. I finally, it's a 45 minute phone call and I had given him all my full time and attention. And he said, you know what, coach, I'm there. I'm in, I'm all in. His window of trust went all the way down. And he said to me this, you're one of the first person who really let, let me ask these questions and listen to me. What did we did? What was the goal? Sign him. Yeah. All right. What was my motivation? I didn't want to operate like that. I want to stay in my own style. I could have easily blown up that sale because I wasn't able to listen with strategic understanding and operate then and choose a different path. And so as your sales folks out there and, and, and coaches recruiting, whatever, it's all about people. If you can have a tune your ear to strategic understanding, then man, those leads that are now exponentially more valuable, you're going to pull them way more through and you're going to close the deals. Coach, I got to say this, and this is, this is no, you know, I guess the, the new phrase kids is no cap, no cap coach. This is, this is, yeah, no cap. For those that don't know what I mean, I'm not lying. Coach, I have heard sales trainers, personal development. I mean, I've been in, involved in this space. I mean, nearly 20 years. I've been so into it. I've never heard anybody explain what you just explained to me in the terms of strategic understanding. As you're sharing that, I look at literally my own business and the last few uh, discovery calls I've had with people who reached out for consulting. And I'm listening. 
And I would like to think that I'm a great salesperson. Like, I, like I've been doing this. I teach this. But to hear you say listening with strategic understanding, right, it, it, it really kind of puts a bow tie on it for me. I'm like, man, maybe I can listen with a little bit more intent on what this person is saying, what this person really means, and respond accordingly versus responding to what my script says versus responding to, man, I got another appointment in 20 minutes. Like, let's close the deal or get off the phone. Like, it is just, it is so powerful in how you say it. So not only in business, but life, let's not even talk personal. I look at this. Can I, I mean, uh, coach, you and I are both married. If I could just listen to my wife with strategic understanding at times, I think I can avoid an argument. My wife listens to the show, but I definitely think I'm like, man, if, if sure she would, next time she starts to say leadership, you strategic understanding, just listen. Got it, babe. I'm just going to listen because right now I want to respond and that's not, that's not the right response. So I love the strategic understanding coach. Yeah, well, I will attest, I've been married 28 years, and that has significantly helped my marriage doing that, <laughs> because my wife is way more analytical and needs the data, pause it, needs a space to plan it out, and I'm more of like, hey, man, roll with me, let's go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Coach. Congratulations on the long, successful marriage. I I, I look at that, and, and you know, it's, uh, yeah. A lot of what we do in, in the terms of, of what we do day to day and the principles you share of leadership, you yourself, others, and understanding apply so much, out, so much not only in business, but in the world. Catapult Commission's family, like if, if you need to go back and rewind this, and we'll put the leadership you acronym down in the show notes so you can understand exactly what Coach is talking about, please do that. Now, Coach, we, we have a few minutes here left on, on the show, but a couple last things I want to get out. So now in your current venture, you're helping other businesses or you're helping business owners implement this strategy? I mean, what is the full scope of your practice of what you're currently doing now? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, thanks for asking. I think we're, what I'm really excited about is, is that you're able just to, to essentially take those lessons we learned from the gridiron and, and help people in the business field. So, you know, I'm helping leaders sharpen themselves and I'm helping them build strong teams. Um, what I've identified in our groups identified is really there's three teams. There's three T's a team. All right. And, and you need it. I, I go into any um, discovery call, discovery information meeting, and I say, okay, I'm taking it from the lens of the three T's of team, which are the, ta- the, the talent, all right, who are you hiring, who did you hire, the tactics, what's your playbook, what are you trying to accomplish? And then I look at what's the trust. Because without what I found is, is that success really, uh, you can find a lot of dysfunction in all those areas. Sometimes we hire people who aren't aligned. You just hired a high performer, but they don't meet your culture. And, and now you're frustrated, you know, or the onboarding process was just so flippant that that person that did meet your culture, now you've lost them and now they don't trust you anymore. And then you've also said in your playbooks, sometimes we, people are trying to, you know, they have way too many SKUs or their process of how they're rolling it out. I'm trying to help them find the defects. Um, and so that, and just take it from a different, just a different lens. And if we're doing that, we're really helping them. Obviously everybody got to become more profitable and win. We help people win. That's what we do, but we're helping teams galvanize. And I think as we go into this new era, we're talking about, I'm challenging a lot of leaders do right now, check the trust, the trust gauge of your team, because as this, as this ship goes into, 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 into rougher seas, it's all going to be about what's that, that trust is that, is that integrity that that ship can stay together. 
Um, because now not only is that uh, that team got to fulfill a promise, a product promise, but it's also got to fulfill family promises. Uh, think about everybody's stressing out about, okay, is my family going to be okay and all this? So as leaders, this is that time, man, do that check-in. Make sure, you know, you know, I'll send you the assessment and we get a quick, we have, I have a three T's of team, a, a spreadsheet assessment that you can take for free, you know, but I, I care about what's happening right now. Cause I've been on the other side of it. Families get hurt from this when people don't work well together. And that's what I just don't want to have happen. You know, coach, I think that's such a, a powerful mission and it's something we all resonate with, whether you're running a, you're, you know, you're in the fortune 100, you're running one of the largest companies in the world, or whether you're a small startup with, Two employees, people get hurt when there's not communication, when there's not synergy, and it, it is incredibly impactful that somebody, and hopefully this is you, Catapult the Commission's family, someone takes that leadership by the horn and says, hey, I'm going to be that person. And there's no shame here. I'm literally sharing this right now. There is no shame saying, I need help. I need help in coaching. I need help in leadership. I need help in development. And let me be crystal clear, Catapult the Commission's family, you've heard me share this before experience and age aren't a substitute for help because markets change. Our own bias gives us this perception that we're perfect. And somebody like coach Santa Cruz here truly comes in and reframes the thinking, reframes the approach and implements new skills to get the most out of the team around you. Coach, I I love, I love what you're doing. I think it's an incredible blessing to the business community that you've stepped off the football gridiron and are bringing your skills to those businesses that are looking to grow and build their team, have a leadership team and have that winning mentality. So thank you for that gift coach. Now, coach, if someone's listening today and they want to get a hold of you or they want to download that, that template you're, you're referring, like how does someone get a hold of you and learn all about this? I tell you, if you, if you do this, it's just uh, email me at it's, it's going to be Victor at ironcoaching.com. Victor at ironcoaching.com. Email me and say, please send me the, 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 the quick assessment or the assessment, the three T's of team assessment, excuse me. And I'll email you that, that, the spreadsheet I use. And, and it's, it's really relatively quick. And then I challenge the leader to say, take it yourself, pass it on to your executive team. And then we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll find it's a gap analysis essentially. And then uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me Victor Santa Cruz on LinkedIn. Um, connect with me there. Uh, here's what I re- understand, Anthony. It's like, we can't do, we can't do life alone. All right. And I know everybody's thinking about, I want to be that, that billionaire. Where I'm, I'm, I have all my own resources, everything. Great. But you still need people. We can't do life alone. And a matter of fact, life's not fun just alone. The richest of life comes out of working with each other and teaming up. And so, um, I'm on LinkedIn. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at VSC win today at VSC win today. Catapult to Missions family. We will have those links, coach's email, his LinkedIn profile, his Twitter link, all in the show notes below. So, uh, Coach Santa Cruz, man, I this has been a true treat to have you on the sh- uh, you on the show. Uh, you are a not only you are a friend of mine, you are a coach of mine, you are a mentor of mine, and I will tell you this, coach, if you have a fraction of success in the business world that you did in the football world, the business world can be a much better community, coach, because. The message you deliver resonates with people. The impact you deliver is is magnum, right? I mean, you just think about the people you've impacted and what they've gone on to do. Catapulting Commission's family, if you have a team of 25 employees, that's 25 people you can impact that can go and impact their family. And it all starts with one, and that's leadership. And that's the leadership in you. So, Coach, thanks for joining the show. 
I really thank appreciate you, you very having much. here. Catapult to Commissions family. It's that time of the show. You know what to do. Go smash that like button. Be sure to subscribe. Comment below. Let me know your thoughts. And go get connected with Coach Santa Cruz on LinkedIn. I will see you guys next week. Catapulting Commissions family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.